0: So Tyrese Maxey commented on starting versus coming off the bench. You do not want to miss what he had to say. Also, should the Sixers still pursue another backup center or did they have the right guy all along? We'll break all of it down here on Philly Take with RB. What is going on, everyone? RB here. Welcome into the show. Hit the like button if you enjoy these videos. Subscribe by hitting that big red button down below and hit that bell so you don't miss any of the content today. We're back. Sixers coming off another loss, this one to the Dallas Mavericks. It was an interesting game. Sixers kept it tight in the first half. Then they go down big. The athletic bench lineup comes back in, but the Sixers come up just short in Dallas on a back-to-back And it's going to be hard to win any game when these are the kinds of numbers you are giving up to two players, two very good, two elite players, but 82 combined for Kyrie Irving and Luka Doncic. We're going to get into a little bit here as to why this happened, but uh, that needs to stop. And now the Sixers have a big benchmark game tomorrow night against the Milwaukee Bucks. Will they be the ones to break the win streak of the Milwaukee Bucks? Let me know your thoughts down below. We're going to talk about Tyrese Maxey, some of the comments he made today that I think are very, very intriguing. Also, did Paul Reed call out Doc Rivers? Is Paul Reed the guy? Had the Sixers been calling for a backup center when a lot of the fan base saw the potential? In just one glimpse, we're going to look at some film as well. Before we get into it, though, shout out to the sponsor here of today's show who hooked us up with this fire t-shirt. Into the AM. Into the AM is a men's premium apparel company based out of California. They've been rocking since 2012. And honestly, this is probably one of the most comfortable shirts I've ever worn in my life. You know, their goal, their vision is to bring both creativity and self-expression together. As you can see with the uniqueness of these designs, they have the basic tees. They have the advanced graphic tees. They even have hoodies. They have joggers. I was pleasantly shocked with how amazing those joggers were. Very lightweight, very smooth. Same thing with the shirts. There's a couple of the advanced graphic tees that they sent me. Shout out to them for hooking me up. I mean, you can just see their their quality is different. You know, it's different. And I love both the idea of what they're trying to do as well as the quality um, and just everything they're bringing together. And and the shipping was very quick as well. Um, So, yeah, go check out everything that they're trying to do. They have some of the best creators, best artists as well. You can get 10% off anything in the store right now by going and clicking that link down in the description. So shout out. To into the AM. All right, let's get into it, man. So we need to talk first about Tyrese Maxey. He dropped his new podcast today, the first episode called Maxey on the Mic. That's the podcast name. And Tyrese Maxey talked about a plethora of things. But one thing he got into was one of the recent games and really him starting versus coming off the bench. Now, recently I've said, you know, the Sixers need to put him back in the starting lineup. They do. And bada boom, bada bing, what do you know? Tyrese Maxey has had three, in, I mean, just electric games. Three fantastic, like, jaw-dropping games. He had 29 last night, and he seems to be getting his groove back, his flow back. This is what I mean. You can't overreact after one, two, three games with a certain player. Maxey will be fine. He's a, a future star in this league. I really believe that. Um, but I do think he deserves a bigger role, and I think he's just more comfortable with James Harden, Joel Embiid, and look at De'Anthony Melton, right? He had 12 off the bench, um, you know, either last night or the night before. And, you know, I just think that is the better mode for now. Now, maybe Maxi is more comfortable running his own unit eventually. But for now, uh, he is much more inclined to be, you know, effective next to James Harden. But anyway, he was on his podcast. And uh, listen to what he says about the element of, you know, having to take a
1: step back when he was coming off the bench. I'd be very mature in situations like that. Because that can be the difference in, in winning big and not taking your team to the next level. Because you know, I could have, I could have sat there, I could have been upset, I could have pouted, I could have um, let it hurt us, let it affect my teammates and, and my spirit. But that's not how we were going to to proceed. Because at the end of the day, my teammates and, and this team still needs me to be very productive on the basketball court and and, and my spirit that I feel like I bring to the team and, and how I bring the camaraderie and bring. Happiness, you know, we need that as well. So, it, you know, it, it, as a competitor, it hurt me because I, you know, I, I want to be a starter. I want to be the, you know, I want to be this this top guy, and I want to be the best I can possibly be. But as someone who who is sure of themselves and someone who has worked extremely hard to believe in themselves, and I uh, know uh, someone who I really like to win. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter what it is. If we're playing cards, if we're playing checkers, if we're playing chess. Uh, whatever it is, if we just if I tell you I'm about to beat you to the pole and back, I want to win. So if the coach tells me that this is the that they feel like this is the best way to win, I'm willing to try anything. I'm gonna try because at the end of the day, this team, you know, I know it's only my third year, but this is a, a team that can get over that hump.
0: So very interesting answer there for Tyrese Maxey. Uh first and foremost, just an A plus response. You can just tell how smart this kid is. He was raised well. And again, I do think he's inclined to be a star, but he has the intangibles as well. He has the great personality and just really, I mean, he sounded like a veteran there uh, responding to that question, but the couple things that stick out one, he says this team can be that team, even though I'm young, this can be the team to get over that hump. There's that belief there, but did you hear what he said about Doc Rivers? He says, you know, I wanted to be a starter. I want to be a starter, but really I'm going to do whatever the coach tells me, whatever the best thing is for the team. Well, That's kind of weird, right? Because didn't Doc Rivers say that Tyrese Maxey reached out personally and texted him asking to come off the bench? So, I mean, who do we believe here? What's going on? I don't know. It's kind of one end and the other there. But uh, nonetheless, very interesting and good to hear that the Sixers have a guy who's willing to be a team player, a guy who's willing to do what's best for the squad. So hopefully he is able to do that and continue this play that we've seen as of late because he has been on Fire now. Another guy that's been on fire who I want to talk about is Paul Reed. Do the Sixers still need to go out and get another backup center? Let me know your thoughts down below. Uh, because I actually had a piece of content scheduled, a you know, talking video like this where I wanted to break down a potential signing of a certain backup center. Well, I don't know if I'm gonna have to drop that anymore because the way Paul Reed has played over the last couple games, you know, he had the 16 and 14. Last night, the stats weren't there. He got into foul trouble early, but man, Paul Reed was just electric, especially during that 19-0 run, end of the third, into the fourth. And there are some key points that I've noticed as of late, uh, and it kind of relays back to what the Sixers need to do. Now, again, we are live every game, YouTube, Playback TV. Be sure to tune into those platforms. During Sixer games, we break it down live as it's happening. Uh, there were so many times last night, you know, where I was – criticizing. I was criticizing the Sixers' defensive strategy. It seemed like they didn't even, you know, try to adjust until the end of the third quarter, and then they finally bring a trap against Luka, and it worked, and I wish they would have done it earlier. But then this athletic bench lineup came in, and I saw the same thing that I saw against Miami when the Sixers are are small, when they're athletic, when they're younger, when they're quicker, they are just honestly looking like a better defense right now because they can switch everything. Paul Reed took to Twitter today uh, with his interesting character, he's a very funny guy, and this is what he had to say to the officiating. He put this little play out, so let's look at this. First off, the officiating was bad last night. Look at this man. He's going to come down the floor. Paul Reed literally put the play. He's going to get fined for this, by the way. Wasn't even near the guy. Not in his landing space. Nothing like that. And he said, "At official NBA refs, how's this a foul? Can you please explain? I clearly gave him more than enough space to land." So no need to fall. Again, the officiating was bad. Paul Reed will probably get fine, but I love him for this, man. I love it. And the funniest part is that he, again, quote tweets it here, and he says, I understand refs are human and make mistakes. Nobody's perfect. I'm just asking so I can know what I need to do so I don't lose my minutes. <laughs> I mean, this guy literally gets plucked, and this is why I'm afraid. Because right now, let me tell you guys this, Paul Reed has earned the backup center minutes. He is the backup center for the Sixers. I don't know if they need to get anybody else. I would give him the last 20 games here of the season to get comfortable in this role. No Paul Reed victory tours, no comments like that. Give him the last 20 games. Let him get ready. Let him get comfortable and adjust his role and uh, you know be ready come playoff time because the Sixers might not have a perfect backup center option, but Paul Reed is the best. It's not only the hustle and you know the determination, the diving on the floor for loose balls. But this guy has it almost seems like an element of something that the sixers just don't have. He has that it. you know, he has that it that it, that it's hard to put into words, but when you watch him play, it's just fun and it's electric. and he brings that it factor, man. he I mean, he's athletic. he rebounds. he tries on rebounds. he you know he he's right up on everybody. and again, the sixers are able to switch everything and and he just makes for a more versatile defense. Uh, I know he doesn't have an offensive game. that's why recently I said. I wouldn't let him be the backup center, but you know what? He's out there trying hard 110% every game. I'm loving what I'm seeing. And to end this one here, I want to look at a couple plays and just kind of break down what I mean when I talk about the Sixers defensive strategy, because last night they saw yet again that it's not going to work against elite guard play. And this isn't something this year or last year. It's been going on for like five to six years, as I mentioned in the live show last night. Uh, The Sixers continue to resort to drop coverage. Now, it's not a slight on Joel Embiid as a defender. He's a good defender. He's a great defender. He's in the Defensive Player of the Year convo. But, you know, Joel Embiid, as good of a rim protector he is, he he constantly sags back on drop coverage. And when you're playing elite guard play like Kyrie Irving or, or like a guy like Luka Doncic, you can't do that. That's why they go for 82 combined. And if the Sixers don't adjust this, their philosophy, I guess you could say, Things are going to get bad. Now here's one of the plays, for instance last night. Here's a play where the Sixers are in drop covers. Let's go back and I'm just going to show you what I mean here. So Kyrie coming around a screen. Powell is cutting, Toby gets behind the ball handler after the screen, and Joel is going to stay back. He gives him space, lets him get into position. Now Kyrie can either go up for an easy you know seven footer or he's going to oop it up. Tobias is stuck behind. Joel's going to try to take a step back, try to bait him a little bit. But again, it's an elite guard play. It's Kyrie Irving. It doesn't matter. Boom. This is how uh, teams take advantage of the Sixers. Now, I want to show you another play here where the Sixers, again, it took pretty much, you know, three quarters of the game, but they finally made an adjustment. They finally made an adjustment, but here's why it still hurts. And this is why guys not even like B, but Jokic, right? Jokic is a bad defender overall. And any big, slow center is having this issue because guess what? This is the modern day game. The game is literally changing towards guards, you know, quicker players. And that's why centers like Joel Embiid are so, you know, recognized and they're so elated because, you know, they have to essentially kind of, you know, adjust their games and uh, manipulate them to play like guards. Like Joel Embiid is literally like a wing or a guard sometimes in a center's body because he has to be. You can't be a traditional center anymore. And Joel is going to actually come up on this one, right? He's going to come up and try to stuff the ball. But look how good Luka Doncic is as a facilitator. He's going to find Kleber. And this is the one issue the Sixers are having on defense. It happens every single game. You know, the guy drives the lane and somebody comes over to help. But here's another issue. The Sixers don't have long athletic defenders. A guy that they do have... You know, like a Jalen McDaniels is probably the only player that can both come in and then be able to get back to his man. So Harden's going to take a step and bite. Kleber's going to pick it up and see Harden is just not able to get back. Reggie Bullock, bang. The Sixers need, one, more athletic defenders with more length, but they also need to find a way to, one, keep up the pace, limit the turnovers, you know, be better in transition with Joel and Embiid on the floor, but they need to find a way you know, to avoid this, you know, putting Joel Embiid in a vulnerable vulnerable position every single game. A guy like Paul Reed, as I mentioned, you know, can be an answer at some points. I'm not saying the Sixers are better without Joel Embiid. The people that are saying that out there have, have me lost, have me lost. But um here's one instance that I've seen over the last couple of nights. Here's just one example where Paul Reed, you know, can fulfill this. And this is why teams, you know, look at the Golden State Warriors, right? They have Uh, Draymond, right? Look at teams, you know, like the Heat, that have Bam Adebayo, for instance. Watch how they go small, and watch what Paul Reed is able to do. So Hero gets it. They're going to put him in a pick and roll action, but look at Reed. He comes up, he stuffs the ball. This is what the Sixers need Joel Embiid to do, but he also has to be able to get back. So it's kind of like a balancing type of thing, Um, and hopefully the Sixers can figure this out or bring more weak side help, whatever it is. But look, Hero's instantly stuffed and now he's got to go back the other way. Paul Reed coming up, stuffing that ball at the point right there is, uh, is what the Sixers need to do. And and that's why the, the Sixers athletic bench unit was able to go out on a 19-0 run. They're able to pick up the pace, and the Mavs didn't know what hit them. They really just did not you know, translate well from going against a slower starting unit up against those athletic guys, and they just weren't ready for it. Um, and you saw the impact of the game. I personally think the Sixers should have kept that unit in for a couple more minutes. They did not. Um either way, you had to eventually bring your starters back in, but you know, it's just a, it's a tough one, you know? It's right there in the grasp and the Sixers need to find a way to kind of balance their defense because they they're constantly leaving guys wide open and, you know, they need to rebound the ball better. They need to do all the little things if they want to be a championship team. That's why You know, they've been one of the lowest rebounding teams in the league this year. Something's got to change. Something's got to happen. Those are my thoughts. Give me all of yours down below in the comment section. I appreciate everybody for tuning in. Be sure to like, comment, subscribe. And like always, I will catch you all on the next one. Peace.